Blog Talk Radio. Hi everybody. Thanks once again. Welcome back to the SBP. Sports talk, sports talk is our thing, but hip-hop, television, and movies are always on the table. Yeah, we're a little different, man. As always, I'm your boy Prime Source. What's good? Prime, I'm up in this zone, bruh, and I got a problem. I'm not a problem. I have a, a uh-oh. I don't even know what to call it. It's not really a dilemma. It's a, a situation. I have a situation. What's going on? Well, you know, recently I was talking about how cable is crazy. You know, Xfinity, Comcast, prices, ridiculous. And I was going to go ahead and move on. Well, yes, and I was going to go ahead and move on to the fire stick, right? Right, right. So I moved on to the fire stick, but we still had the cable. Jess actually got the cable disconnected on uh, Friday. I think it was Friday. No, it was it was Friday night, so it cut off yesterday morning, Saturday morning. So the cable, so I'd come upstairs to, to watch a little TV in my mind, but I forgot that the cable was out upstairs, and <laughs> in the bedroom we have an old school TV, so we need to upgrade. Uh, so we can get, <laughs> we can even use the fire stick upstairs. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, if we're not watching TV downstairs, we kind of out of luck um, right now. She ain't got a TV with a back on it, do you? Bruh, in the bedroom, I got the old school <laughs> Trumpy Dumpy junk. Bruh, that junk oh, is so- old, old. That, this, this, is, this is the type of junk, this junk so old. It, and it's old and big. It's not. It's not the floor model like 1975, but it's right, it's right. old and big, thirty some inch, big clumpy joint that I have to you know focus on when I carry it up the stairs. Like <laughs> I got to be make sure that joint don't, don't make me fall backwards, fall on my toe, none of that. Yeah, it's been <laughs> sitting up here for a minute. But anyway, yeah, I need to I need to go and upgrade, bro. I need to go and upgrade. Yeah, you got to get on that, man. And we were talking about the cutting the cord situation a couple of weeks ago, which I am on my way to here very, very, very shortly. So uh, I know you say the cable, the cable just got disconnected, but beyond that, as far as the other televisions in the house, is going okay for you? Oh man, it's beautiful, dog. Like I, I mean, you know, if you're trying to find something outside of like DVR. You know, on on well, we have Hulu, and of course we have Netflix, and then we have Word. the uh, Amazon Prime right now. So I'm finding shows like it's base, baseball on, and you know, different things on the Hulu Live. I like that. Uh, it just takes some getting used to, but yeah, man. By the time by the time the NFL season rolls around for real, like the the regular season, I'm gonna be uh, proficient at the good old Fire Stick. That's good. That's good, man. You give me hope, man. You give me a lot of hope because <laughs> I told you about my uncertainty, but it's and it's really not even about my uncertainty anymore. It's a necessity. It has to be done. You know, uh, moves about to be made in my family, and uh, we're probably going to be in a different spot. Now there's moving expenses. There's this. There's that. So I, I'm going to hate to see it go, but, you know, you're like the second person this week that's giving me hope. <laughs> on this move that we're going to be making here real shortly, man. So I, I feel a little bit better, man. I feel a little bit better. Yes, sir. <laughs> Make it happen, bro. Make it happen. It will be liberating. Yeah, it's more, more beer money that's, that'll be left over. Indeed. Me. Indeed. Yeah. And, and, and that'll be more for, for the family, too, because, dog, they keep me at the store for these Oreos, man, and these these little Debbie honey buns, man, and, you know, it's just, you know, it might only take a dollar to a two fifty, but that don't add up when you buy the Oreos like every other week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> Kroger don't always have them joints on sale, even if you got a Kroger card. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to need a little extra space in my in my, in my my pockets, bro. I'm going to have to do it, man. I'm going to have to do it. Let's go. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm feeling good, too, man. It's got in from the annual Watermelon Festival, man. I had a had a grand time. A grand time was had by all. And it was real good, man. It's real good in today's climate. And we always see, uh, you know, about uh, 
you know, this person can stab person feelings on this, whether it's politics or whatever. It feels good to have events, man, whereas we can all get together as one and ain't nobody coming with no foolishness and we can eat and, you know, and drink and have a good time, man, no matter, you know, what your beliefs are, skin color, all that, man. So I had, I had a real good time today, man. Excellent. I'm sorry I missed out this year. Uh, as it is the last weekend for my daughter to be here before she goes back to school, back to college. So right. uh, we did some other things, but we did enjoy it. We went to church. We got a good meal. We hung out a little bit. Amen. Yeah. So can't knock the hustle. And then we'll be one one kid short in the house by the end of this week, unfortunately, but fortunately for her future. So. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, man. Glad you're enjoying time with your family. And before we get into what we're going to kick today, I just want to say something. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it clean. But Uh-oh. I did observe something today while I was out. And it's very rare. A large event like the uh, Carrotown Watermelon Festival, you might bump into some folks that you know. But you're not oh, able man. to really bump into them more than once because there's so many people out there. Like, you might see them in passing. You holler at them. You might not see them. I ran into this couple three times a day. I was standing there enjoying the band, eating crab cake sandwich, chilling, and it's like this dude and his lady and the dog was having some problems. I mean, I won't try to be nosy, but they were standing right next to me. So I don't know what was going on, what happened, who did, but old girl won't too happy. Dude is like he ready to take her home and just go do his own thing. I don't know why. About an hour later, I ended up at a spot uh, drinking me a cold draft beer. They happened to be at this same spot out on the patio with the dog. Mm. Looked like they was having, still having issues. They weren't talking much. She was drinking on her phone. He was just sitting there looking around. Won't much conversation. They ended up like right next to me. I sat there a good hours, man, and, and I don't think they could have said a whole lot to each other, man. So as I was getting ready to leave, I took one more gallop around the festivities. Uh, I was this real, uh, t- you know, hype band was playing down on the main stage. So I gathered that in for a few minutes. Guess who I see again standing almost next to me? That same mm. couple or threesome because we can't forget the dog. Can't forget, people love these dogs. I'm not going to forget the dog. Of course. And all I heard was, Come out of dude's mouth was. I mean, we can skip all that. Do you want to go back to my place? She smiled. All I'm gonna say is I don't know what it was about, one of my business. I don't know what was going on. But she smiled when he asked me to go back to my place. So, brother, whatever you was looking for, I hope you get it. That's all I want to say. I'm gonna leave it at that. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Pray, pray for the dude. The real talk. Three times, man. I guess the third time he seen them was a charm. So she was smiling. They got up and they proceeded to walk. So it is what it is. I hope whatever it is gets fixed, right? So mm. shout out to him. All right, man. So enough of our food. Just people see the topic on the top of the uh, the podcast, and they know what we're going to talk about together. So you ready? I'm ready. All right. And kids, y'all tucked in? Here we go. All right, man. Once upon a time, not long ago, there was the Houston Texans. And and not long ago would be uh, last year. Last year, Texans came out strong, 11-5. They won the division and then took a tough wild card loss to the Colts. I still think the Texans are going to be strong this year, though. They made a few moves this year. Um, they wanted to show up a few things. They went out. They uh, they let the GM go. They fired the general manager. He wasn't doing things the way the owner wanted to be done. They thought that they had the type of team that could win it last year. And so he felt he had to go, and they brought in some new blood. What's your thoughts on the Texans this year? Uh, I'm hype on the Texans once again. Uh, you know I love the combination of Watson to D-Hop. And adding in a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, Duke Johnson, right? Duke Johnson that came to, to uh, Houston. And re- and that was just, what, earlier this week, right? Yep. Yeah, earlier this week. So I think 
that is going to be a big addition to the offense. Not that your man, Samar Miller, uh, couldn't catch the ball at the backfield, but Johnson, is, that's, his, that's his deal. That, that's his thing. So I think that addition is going to be crazy for this offense. I mean, the defense is already going to be tough regardless. So I'm looking forward to another good season from, from the Texans and competing for that AFC South title. Yeah, I have no doubt that they're going to be good, especially at home again. They went 6-2 and two at home last year. Matter of fact, the whole daggone division was pretty strong. The top three teams all went 6-2 and two at home. So, you know, they held it down home court, you know what I'm saying? But I think they right. are going to be real good. And this addition of Duke Johnson is going to be exceptionally good because it's going to give you not only a, a, a complimentary back or however they play him, along with Lamar Miller, unless something changes and we don't know Lamar don't be there. I don't think that's going to be the case. But it gives you a back, as you mentioned, they can catch the ball out of the field and you, um, out of the backfield. And they, you can do so much with them, man. Like, you know, that fake, that, that play action. Um, you can move uh, Deshaun Watson around a bit when you think that Duke got the ball. I think this was an excellent, excellent pickup, man, for this team. What they have to hope, they let Demarius Thomas go. So what they have to hope is that Kiki and Will Fuller both stay healthy so they can, you know, spread that thing around and everybody won't always be shading over to D-Hop, which they're going to try to double D-Hop regardless. We saw Will Fuller being a touchdown machine last year. He just couldn't finish the season. He wasn't there every week. But it seems like all he did was catch touchdowns, so that's all they really needed him to do. I think... With this addition to Duke Johnson, though, this has the potential of take, of allowing uh, Deshaun Watson to take that very next step. And I'm not ready to put him to say he's, he's going to be elite, but I do believe these are the type of weapons um, and these are the type of, of additions that they need if he's going to get anywhere close to that, man. Indeed, indeed. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there, Prime. Uh I'm going to run with, with the Houston Texans. We are doing uh, record yeah, predictions. Sure. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans at 11 and 5 this year. 11 and 5 in the regular season. Yeah. I got them basically um, pretty close to that. They went 11 and 5 last year. I'm going to drop them down to 10 and 6. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I do like the additions that they made. They came strong with it to replace those holes in the, in the uh, secondary. Um, they brought Gibson over from uh, who played with Jacksonville and Cleveland in his career. Uh, Roby is solid. People don't talk about that, but he's definitely solid. I like the moves they made in the secondary. The only reason I'm dropping them down in games at 10-6, and six, they were strong at home, but their road record is brutal, man. Their road, their road schedule is brutal. They got to play the Saints in New Orleans. They got to travel to the Chargers, and they got that big week, week six matchup with Mahomes in Kansas City. That's going to be a tough stretch alone right there. Then you got to think about it. They actually host the Patriots, you know, at the crib in week 13. I think they still going to be solid, uh, but I'm just going to drop them one game to 10 and 6, but they still going to be a force to be reckoned with, brother. Sounds legit. All right, the team that finished number two last year would be uh, the Indianapolis Colts. They went 10-6 and six last year. And right now we already know the questions about the health of Andrew Luck, who's already missing time. And we thought that he was all the way back healthy. They, that's what they were waiting for. They feel like they are a AFC contender, AFC championship uh, game contender uh, with Andrew Luck behind center. But it can't bode well for a squad with this much – uh, expectations to have already this dude missing practice. Yeah, it's kind of a thing, though. A lot of people like to say that Andrew Luck is, uh, I'm not going to say they say he's soft, but he's injury prone. That's fine and, and good, but to me, Andrew Luck is a tough guy. I don't care what nobody says. Andrew Luck takes a licking and he keeps on ticking. Uh, and most quarterbacks are not even going to make it through a season with the line, with the offensive line that Luck's had in the past few seasons that he's been on the field. So I'm an Andrew Luck. I'm not going to say fan, but I respect his game, and I think he's, I think he's solid. 
Yeah, I like the dude. I like the dude, man. And I, I always have big expectations for him. I just like to see him get through an entire season. And, and the scary part is when they talk to some of the coaches, unless they're just not trying to give too much away, they almost sound like they're kind of confused about what's going on. Well, they're kind of worried about what's going on with the dude. So hopefully he bounces back. They do have Jacoby Brissett. And a lot of teams would kill to have Jacoby Brissett on their squad. He's either a backup. In some field, he actually could be a starter in this league for the long haul. I am actually one that probably agrees with that, especially if it's the right team in the the right situation, Um, if he gets a full Mm -hmm. shot at it. But um, he's still not Andrew Luck, so – um, but we'll see what happens with that. I think the fate of this team, though, this, this coming season, is if Marlon Mack is ready to roll. We saw flashes of Marlon Mack being what they thought he could be when they put him back there. I think they give him every opportunity this year to take some of that heat off of Andrew Luck. And I think he fends off, you know, nine, you know, Hines and you know, and Jordan Wilkins. A lot of people expect him to challenge for that top spot. I think it's Max's job to lose, and I think he's more than capable of doing it. As long as the offensive line is solid up front, they're going to go. be good to go. The one addition that I love of this squad, of all the moves they made this year, is the acquisition of Devin Punches. And I think that's a yeah. nice pickup because I've, I've always thought that Punches, if – he had somebody that could really throw the football, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Cam, but let's be real when we're talking about accuracy. I thought that he could be a very solid top-tier number two receiver in this league, and I think now he's going to get his shot. And that's going to be a, a good look as well on the opposite side of, of, yell, of yelling. Oh, T.Y. <laughs> I'm about to say T.J. Yelling. <laughs> T.Y. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> having a nice size target and yeah, hopefully we see what he could have been and what we saw flashes of a little bit when he was in Carolina. Man, they could be deadly source. They could be deadly. They got them cats over there, your boy Eric Ebron. And no nobody talk about Eric Ebron, but all this dude did last year was lead all tight ends with thirteen touchdowns. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. he's um only one or two tight ends in the entire league that had double-digit touchdowns. And, of course, the other one would be Travis Kelsey. The dude is a force with this squad. So you bring bringing in punches, a very solid number two with T.Y., they could definitely yep. do some damage. And I think they're going to be really, really dangerous. I think this offense is going to be as high-powered as any that Andrew Luck has had a chance to be a part of since he's been in the league. Um, you flip it to the defensive side of the ball, it's all about how they carry things, man. They got they got him rolling with Darius Leonard last year. There's a reason he's rookie of the year. When you get a cat that comes in here and shuts it down, you know, 163 tackles and seven sacks, this is a dude we should be talking about when we're talking about these big-time linebackers, man, because even after one season, you can see he can do it all, and he's athletic enough to drop back in coverage as well. This is a dude that's going to carry this defense for a long time. And I got this squad – at 10 and 6 as well. I think it's going to be a real dog fight for them and the Texans at the top of this division. I'm 100% with you. I actually have them at, uh, like you had the Texans falling from 11 and 5 to 10 and 6. I have the Colts rising up from 10 and 6 to 11 and 5. Fair enough. Fair enough. We see what Reich do with the boys over there. Uh, team that finished third last year, the Tennessee Titans went nine and seven. I think this is that show me year. I think that organization in Tennessee, they have a lot of decisions to make. This is what we're going to find out whether or not that uh, Mariota is going to be with them for the long haul. I think this is where we find mm-hmm. out if if, if Derrick Henry is going to be the back for them. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, of show me's and wait and sees this particular season. Um, they went nine and seven last year, like I mentioned. They struggled in some games, just to, you know, in my opinion, to even make it to nine and seven. Now they brought a few cats in. They brought in um, Adam Humphreys. We saw him in spot duty play really well at times down in Tampa Bay when he was down there with Jamison. They brought in Ryan Tannehill um, to, I guess, as a, I guess, as a backup. I haven't heard there's going to be any con, you know, any controversy, but we just don't know. And also. 
They're adding these guys to a bunch that seem to be getting a little bit older. Delaney Walker, which I've talked about the last a lot in the last couple of years when you and I have done these podcasts, he's actually getting a little bit older now, and he tends to catch a few nicks here and there. So me personally, I think this offense could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I uh, I think it's going to be ground to pound as well. Derek Henry, like you said, of course, I still like Deion Lewis as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, True. And I think that's, a, you know, I won't say a nice addition because he's already been there, but I think that's a nice a nice piece to the offense. But, I mean, I'm I'm not big on the Texans in any way, shape, or form. I do like Humphreys. Corey Davis played pretty well at times last year, but – uh yeah, I'm 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 pretty pretty down on the Texans offense. Very down. And that's gonna really gonna be their downfall. I mean they came solid defensively. I think they brought my dude Cameron Wake over from Miami. They added added yeah. Kenny Vaccaro to that secondary to go with already a very solid and super underrated D B and Kevin Byard. I mean the dude is he's legit. He's legit. Uh, Deion, Deion Sanders even put his stamp of approval on the dude last year, so that ought to tell you something. When when the real prime say it, you, you, you take it at face value. Kenny Bayer plays ball, so I think they're going to be really, really solid defensively. They're just not going to be able to say that offense, man. It's going to be some real issues. And I, I've never been big at all on Marcus Mariota um, in, in the pros, and it's you know, it's in Tannehill, even if he gets in there. Now, maybe he would just need a new start or a fresh start, but he's been very disappointing, uh, you know, in his years, at least in Miami and that offense, so we just don't know. And I got this team taking a huge step back. I got them dropping two more games this year. I still think they'll play well at home. Um, like I said, they were one of the teams that was also 6-2. and two. I think they'll still play well at home, but the offense won't be able to carry them. Um on the road or at home this particular season. So I'm dropping them all the way back to seven and nine. Mm, that's kind of you, Prime, in my opinion, because I'm dropping them to the basement. I'm dropping oh, them to the basement, basement of the AFC South. Basement, I got them at five and 11. And, they, you know, they very well may be a little better than that, but I just don't see it looking at that offense. And to compete with Houston and, and uh, Indianapolis, you're gonna to have to put up some points. So that's that's four games right there. Maybe they get one of those uh, if they're lucky. So I'm going with five and eleven for the Titans. Right on. Doug Marone and the Jags got a new quarterback over there. They got your boy uh, from your from your Eagles. Nick Foles is at the ham, and they paid him some real good money because they feel like he is that much of an upgrade over Blake Bortles, who they let get out of town and head over to the Rams to complete, compete for a spot. Um, they went 5-11 and 11 last year, and, and, and the big problem wasn't just the offense. The defense, which had been so good the year before, and pretty much part of the first, you know, the early part of the first season, they started to slip just a tad bit as well. And I think one of the biggest problems beyond Blake Borders of that was, was Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette, since he's gotten the lead, I don't even, I guess, I mean, can we call Leonard Fournette a bust at this point? Because he had all the hype coming out of college, coming out of LSU. He was that dude. Everybody talked about Fournette this. I hope my team gets Fournette. I'm going to draft him on my fantasy team. And this dude, besides the behavioral issues, he can't even stay on the field because he's always hurt. Like he only played like maybe eight or nine games last season. And we're coming to a season now, which is, Super crucial because they're gonna need him to be good if that investment they made in Foles is gonna pay off. All I know is Nick Foles. Uh, first of all, respect the, respect the Nick Foles. You gotta respect Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I think that his presence will make a difference on that team. But here's the thing: you look two years ago, and you thought that Jacksonville was going to the Super Bowl. Right. You look back uh, this past season, and, you know, <laughs> it was, it was, they left a lot to be desired. They left a lot to be desired. And part of that is the fact that they decided to go back with Bortles at that time when I personally called and told Jacksonville to let that man be. 
Don't pay that man. <laughs> don't let him walk. Let him do his thing. But no, they they ain't want to listen to nobody. So you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. But now we've moved on to Nick Foles. Uh, I, I like Nick Foles, but I'm I'm not. I'm glad the Eagles did not pay Nick Foles crazy money. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not sure. And, you know, I got to show all as much respect and reverence to Foles as possible because he finally helped bring a Super Bowl title to Philly. So I got to, I got to respect that. But him as my guy at this point, I don't, I don't know if that's a move I would have made. And I think uh, the Jags are going to, not suffer for it, but they're not going to be world beaters because of it. Yeah, man, it's tough, and it's tough. And, and, and for me, I, I feel bad for them because I, I kind of like some of their players, man. I like, I like watching the organization play. They were, they were really fun to watch, especially two seasons ago. Um, but, yeah, it's just nothing's just seeming to go right there. You talk about injuries. You talk about Marquise Lee, who they've been waiting for him to truly break out. He got hurt last year, and now he's hurt again, and we haven't even gotten to the season yet. And when you talk to Doug Marone, he's being blatantly honest. He didn't know when to expect Marquise Lee to be even be back, and they're probably expecting him really to be that number one guy next year. Um, not a lot of big additions um, on that team. They did bring over Jeff Swain. Um, from the Cowboys, a tight end who showed a lot of promise, but he got kind of stuck in those years behind uh, Jason Witten, and then he got stuck behind a couple of the other young cats that the Cowboys brought in last year that played pretty decent. So they brought Jeff Swain in, so he's going to actually have a chance to not only make the team, he has a real chance to possibly start unless they make some other moves. So he went from a bench guy to a guy who could be could possibly be the starter in Jacksonville. We'll find out about that soon enough. But that's crazy. And then you got on the defensive side. You got my man Brink's truck, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen wants to get paid. Jalen wants to get paid, that dude. Y'all can say what y'all want to about Jalen Ramsey, but my man Prime, Dion is giving him the stamp of approval. Matter of fact, he was just hanging with Dion in the past week or so. Uh, so, you know, he got to be all right with me. So, you know, Prime State Jalen the real deal. I think we all believe he's the real deal. A lot of people don't like his, his antics in his mouth, but, you know, he, he does what he does. So does that become a distraction to the team? Um, we we got to watch that. You got Telvin Smith, man, is, you know, a very good player on that squad, one of the leaders on that squad. He decided that he's going to sit out. He has some personal things he wanted to get together. He's not even supposed to be playing this year. A lot of teams. You got a couple of free agents, the guys who are going to be free agents after this year. So, um, this is going to be really interesting with this particular squad this year. 5-11 and 11 last year is just too many questions for me. Um, and I was going to put them right at 5-11. But I, I do think the respect factor um, of your boy, Foles coming over, is he as good as everybody thinks he is? No, nah, I don't think so. Is he a lot better than what they had? I think there's a good chance of that. So I kind of argued and went back and forth with it. but the, And I would actually give him seven wins. I would actually give him seven wins, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to put him right in the middle of that and give him six. And that's only because of the division that they're playing in. That I mean, it, it's brutal, man. It's just, just brutal when you got to deal with three teams that had nine wins or more last season. Um, so I'm going to stick them right there at, uh, at six and ten. Well, you knew we had to get one uh, on the nose. I got him at six and ten as well, so we are rocking the same uh, in that account. So if we look back at the whole division, I have uh, Houston and Indy at eleven and five, but I got Houston winning the division. Okay. I've got the Jags at six and ten, and Tennessee at five and eleven. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we pretty much step for step, minus a uh, minus a win or two here or there, but we the order, we pretty much got the same. So it's going to be a very interesting division. I think at least uh, – I don't know if it's, it's not going to be as competitive division overall as it was last year with that third team, but the top two, I think I think that was going to go all the way to, the, you know, the last week of the season. That's going to be very, very fun to watch on that. All right? So that was the AFC South. Let's flip it over to the NFC South. All right? And it's going to be a really fun division in my opinion. Um, and we start with Chicago Bears. I'm seeing a lot of Chicago Bears talk, man. A team that went 12 and 4 last year. Um, every time I've spoken to someone, they say 
when they're going down their team schedule, like give me wins and losses. When they get to the Bears, they're automatically handing the opposition a loss. They think the Bears are just that good. 12-4 last year, what you say? You said the Bears, bro? You know what? We talk, I jumped ahead of myself, man. <laughs> See, that's got to be all hype. I jumped ahead of we doing this the North next week. So that'll tell you how hype I am. <laughs> I, the Bears, so I, oh, I was like, hold on. <laughs> I was like, let me check my notes. <laughs> they show you how hype I am about this thing, man. Like, I said, oh, no, I'm hyped. It's football season here. I'm actually on the wrong division. But, yeah, good catch on that one, man. So, we're going to start this. I guess we'll be starting with the Saints then. Still, the division leader, the Saints. What do you think the Saints going to do this year? Oh, man, I expect the Saints to uh, – I don't want to say cruise through this division, but I expect them to be the class of the division – as as they should once again, uh, no changes. No, well, changes, but nothing major to the point that I'm thinking uh, they would take a step back. Drew Brees is still going to be Drew Brees. Um, Kamara is going to still get his money, and we're going to see a lot more of Kamara and, and get to figure out if this dude is uh, able to handle the, the full the full responsibility of that that running back uh, that lead back this season because he's going to get a lot more touches and a lot more work. So he's going to be the number one guy. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how he holds up physically. He's definitely going to be interesting to see. I- I'm wondering how much uh, play they're going to give my dude uh, Latavius Murray because I was wondering what they were going to do like once – you know, Ingram was up out of there, and he went over to Baltimore. Now, I'm saying they got to get another guy because the touches that Kamara's going to get, he's going to have to be spelled. Um, hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. But they bring in a guy, Latavius Murray, who, you know, in, in backup duty and then thrust in his starting duty in some weeks because of what happened with Delvin, Delvin Cook over in Minnesota. He actually played pretty well. So, um, I'm just real curious on how they're going to use Latavius Murray in his offense. I mean, Drew Brees is going to be his deadliest ever. Um, he had a super high QBR last year at 115. Um, and they still got the pieces in place, man. They still got the pieces in place. Michael Thomas just signed that five-year deal, hundred, you know, 100 mil. Money. money. 61 mil of that joint guaranteed, brother. He's getting paid. But the move, and this might be the offensive move that nobody is yeah. talking about, is to me is going to be Jerry Cook. Jerry, Jerry Cook is ridiculous. Third in yards, fourth in receptions among tight ends last year in the league. And this is, you know, coming from off of the arm of Derek Carr. What do you think he has right. a chance to do with Drew Brees? He has a chance to be really, really special. But nobody's talking about this move, but I'm telling you, so this dude could have a huge season. Yeah, he's, that'll take some of that pressure off of uh, the run game, and you will have Murray in there to to take that that ground and pound, you know, th- those uh those tough yards. So hopefully that takes some of the pressure off tomorrow. But yeah, Cook should eat, especially when you got a big number one in Michael Thomas, and uh, you know every week every week of the season I was uh, lamenting how that combination. Breeze to Thomas was ridiculous. I mean, it would be it would be thirteen throws to Thomas and twelve catches, nine throws, eight catches, seven throws, seven catches. It, and that was every week of the season. So to add Jared Cook to that, man, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Off the chain. So we know the offense is definitely going to be tight. I don't see much change in there. Defensively, they were pretty solid last year, especially against the run. They was as stout as they came. Um, they bought him a Mario Edwards, who's been kind of uh, kind of a letdown since he's been into the league, man. I thought I thought he was going to be a lot bigger than he was. Um, he didn't make it with the first two teams that he, you know, that he brought. You know, they brought him in. Now he's with this team. It's kind of hard to define him, whether he's a DN or a guy they drive back as a linebacker. So I'm interested to see, does he make the team and how much playing time did he get? But the key, Malcolm Brown, coming over, playing all those, uh, playing those years within the New, Orleans, New England our Patriots. This is a dude that's already pretty stout against the run. So you adding this guy to the mix, 
to a team that was already fairly decent against the run. I think they're going to be still be pretty good defensively. They brought their kicker back, Lutz. He's one of the better kickers in the game. He got a new contract. Um, but I don't think they're going to hit that 13-3 this year. I think 11-5 is a little more realistic. Uh, they got another. They got a game with the Dallas Cowboys this year. Um, you know, and at this time, I believe it's in Dallas. Uh, but they go to Chicago, a team that I just jumped the gun on a little while ago that we ain't talking about until next week. But they, you know, but you know how tough Chicago is. You know how tough Chicago is. They play the Colts. They play the Texans, two teams that we've already given major props. And then they have to travel uh, to the 12th man. They go out there and deal with Seattle, Russell Wilson and them cats. So I'm going to take them down about two, about two, uh, you know, give them two more losses, two less wins. But I still got them at a very solid 11 and 5. Mm, very nice. I can't knock 11 and 5. I gave them an extra game, well, a game above you. Still falling down one game from last season. Got them at 12 and 4. Still expect the offense to be potent. Man, I mean, shoot. We've talked about five teams, five teams so far, and five could average close to 30, like for real. For real. So uh, the offenses are going to be explosive this season in the, in the dirty south, it seems. And uh, yeah, 12 and 4 for the New Orleans Saints. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Very tough squad. Um, I guess the next squad would be the Falcons. The Falcons finished second in the division last year at seven and nine. So look at that gap last year. The Saints were at thirteen and three. The Falcons were at seven and nine. And the more and more I assess what Atlanta did last year, it seems like they just wasted a season at a time that a quarterback that I've criticized a lot. You know, Matt Ryan actually played pretty well. Like, he, if you look at the whole, the grand scheme of things, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, had a decent season. The team itself just couldn't put the entire thing together, man. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I just kind of had a loss of what I'm expecting this particular team this year. Yeah, they are confusing because we see the combination of uh, Ryan to Julio Jones and everybody loves Julio. We know he's top five in the league. But for some reason, that combination doesn't get in the end zone as, as much as one would expect or, or hope. So, the addition last year of Calvin Ridley uh, made a difference and I think it's going to be even bigger this year. You throw Ridley out there, I think he's going to have a big season. I don't know if that takes away from Julio or it enhances Julio as far as getting in the end zone. I guess it can't really take away because that dude doesn't get in the end zone uh, for the last couple of seasons. I guess he had a couple more touchdowns uh, this past season, but not what you would expect from one of the top five receivers in the league. So I still I still want to see more. And, of course, they lost uh, – who did they lose in the backfield? I know they lost the running back. Seven Cole. Uh, Seven Cole. Yeah, look. Little talent, they lost little talent, yeah. which will make a difference. Uh, put more pressure on on our boy uh, Devontae. But I say, but I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to expect from this team. But I do know they're gonna let that thing fly with Julio and uh, and Ridley. Yeah, kind of a strange season when you think about it, because you know throughout the uh, the Facebook group, the Sports Five Pack podcast, uh, and couple of separate weeks, I put up uh, posts regarding is, is Julio, why is it that Julio, and we regard him as one of the better receivers, one of the best receivers in the league, some say the best, but he doesn't tend to get in the end zone as much as some people would like him to get in the end zone. And the more and more I thought about it, I think the real issue, especially last season, this could have been the offensive coordinator, and I think the team saw that too. They got rid of him, Steve Sarkeesian. So I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a plus that we're going to see Julio do his thing, get out there, get busy. He'll be playing for that, you know, for that money, for that contract. But then I saw who they brought in, which was Dirk, was Dirk Cutter. I'm not sure if that's the right move because when Dirk Cutter was with Tampa Bay, they looked terrible. And, you know, you can tell me all you want is, yeah, because Jameis is a little uneven and the offensive line wasn't this. 
I got to see it first. I just, I'm just not convinced right off the bat that this is the move they need to make offensively. Now, do I think as a whole, did, do they have better? Uh, does he have better weapons as a whole than what he had? Well, that's kind of crazy. You know, it's hard to say. I would, I would definitely say I would take uh, Matt Ryan over Jameis Winston at this point. Uh, Julio, uh, when we talk about Julio and Mike Evans. Even if you say Julio is a better receiver, Evans ain't that far off. But then when you get to right. the running backs, you get to the running backs. Now, Atlanta had better running backs last year, but one of them wasn't really on the field because he was gone. So it, it's just kind of hard. Now, we go beyond the receivers. Am I comparing uh, who they had? Uh, Sanu, uh, Ridley. Yeah, you know, Ridley was a young guy. You know, to God, I just don't know. It's just kind of it's a hard mix. It's kind of hard for me to figure it out. But in a nutshell, I'm not I'm not totally convinced that Dirk Cutter was the right choice. So maybe they see something, they know something that we don't know. But seventy nine last year, four and four at home. Oh boy, I, I do not want to disrespect these people. I, I really don't. But I don't. But I think I got to give them the fact that Freeman is back, and hopefully he stays back. And for me, that's still good enough for at least two more wins. So uh, I, I'm going to go and give him nine and seven. Um, I'm going to give him nine and seven. Well, Brian, like I said, we always going to have a pick or two that is the same in the division. So I have him at nine and seven as well. Uh, can't trust him. Uh, not sure why. Can't trust I feel him. they'll be over 500. But I feel like they'll 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 be able to get over the hump. And uh, I got him at nine and seven as well. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think the defense will actually still be pretty solid. They were actually not bad at all defensively last year compared to some of the teams they had um, in years previous. But yeah, I too still too many questions for me, man. Too many questions for me. So it is what it is. Um, and then that brings us to the Panthers. The Panthers seven and nine last year, um, pretty good at home. All things considered, five and three. We know Cam Newton was playing. Uh, we found out later in the season that he had been pretty much playing through an injury. I think he tried to cover up. And now you're seeing the reports that there's some skepticism with him as well. Um, because if you read some of the reports coming out of, like, the Carolina Journal and the Carolina Papers, it, look, they say it looks like when Cam is throwing the football, he'll throw one, you know, they allow him to try to throw it deep. It looks like he let one rip, and then the next two or three, he's kind of timid, kind of cautious. And that just doesn't bode well for a team that's looking to find their way back into the playoffs. 100%. And that will leave a lot of the pressure and and the weight on your man, the little guy, Christian McCaffrey, who has already proven that he can can, uh, carry load as far as the offensive touches and running between the tackles, catching the ball out the backfield, whatever you need him to do, McCaffrey is pretty much uh, able to do it and get an end zone, and he gets an end zone as well. And it falls back on Cam. It always will. I mean, like like you say, one is the quarterback, two, we gave him the credit when they went to the Super Bowl. So we have to give him uh, part part of the blame, and, and he gets that pressure. You can't. You can't escape it being the guy and being as vocal and uh, outlandish as Cam is, whether you're injured or not. So hopefully things look better. I, you know, I'm not too, I'm not too high. I don't care a lot of uh, offense this year myself. Although I still, I still like the, the receivers. I still like uh, Samuel and your man's. Oh man. I know you saw Steve Smith <laughs> roast yeah. DJ Moore. Uh, yeah. Well, tro- more troll. He more trolled DJ Moore in person as he talked to Cam about uh, putting him on his fantasy squad. <laughs> I did. I thought that was hilarious, man. I-, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm not gonna front. I'm a dude that don't even like watching Steve Smith do anything on TV because I, I think he's terrible on the NFL Network. <laughs> but I hate to bring a brother down, but he's terrible. But when they can get right. a few cuts in there of him uh, cracking jokes and talking to people and asking stuff, that's the Steve Smith that I can deal with. So, yeah, that that, that was hilarious to me. 
but I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. Uh, DJ Moore, I expected a, a lot more from him last year, even though he was young. He needs to have a, a breakout season uh, for this team to be successful. They added Chris Hogan, uh, up and down career, known for catching a lot of deep balls uh, from Tom Brady, um, a lot of over-the-middle stuff. We'll see how they implement him. But the question is, are they going to have somebody to get him the football? We question Cam's accuracy. The question is, uh, you know, his throwing ability. When he's healthy, now he's trying to come back from that injury. And then you also look at, they did draft Will Greer. Now, quarterback, I was really crazy about. He's lighted up in West Virginia. Uh, does yep. he kind of challenge, uh, you know, give him a little bit of a cushion at some point if, uh, if Cam is not performing or he doesn't come back? Does he step up? Is he their quarterback of the future? Um, we're just not there yet. So, But I got a lot of questions about his offense. Uh, everything's going to run through Christian McCaffrey. Everything. Mr. Do-It-All, who I will admit is having a much better career than I anticipated uh, that he would have like, already. And he's still really? young. He, yeah. I didn't know. Now, I didn't think that he wouldn't be good. I didn't know if he would be this electric, like, like right now. But he's basically... I know Cam is there, but he's really becoming the thing that makes this whole thing go. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. be honest. He makes this whole thing go. You know, Cam is going to take off with his legs a little bit. Cam is going to get that that tough one yard. He's going to get that goal line. But McCaffrey is really the engine that's making this thing go at this point, man. So um, he, he's very fun to watch, very fun to watch. Um, but, you know, other than Keekley on defense, man, a cat that we don't know how many games he's going to play. And let's, let's be real. He's dynamite when he's on the field. Um, but you always worry about the big hit and the concussion. It's just not a whole lot to be, you know, to be optimistic about. Team last year went 7-9. and nine. Um, ugh. Just off the strength that I'm thinking that Cam is going to be okay at some point, I'm going to bump him one game and I'm going to give him an 8-8. Eight eight. Look at that, Prime. Before I tell you my prediction, I will say that it's hard to be confident in a defense where your leader gets shook up by a 12-year-old. I think 12 might be pushing the actual <laughs> age of that kid that shook. He shook Luke Kickley down. Like, that joint was crazy, and it was so bad that Luke had to lay him out on the next joint, which is understandable. You can't be a grown man in the NFL and out here getting disrespected by children. But uh, that being said, I actually have Carolina at eight and eight and as well because I really don't know what to do with them. Uh, I figured, you know, just throw them at eight and eight because they could go either way, pending the health of Cam and uh, what that defense looks like. So I'm with you on that. And leads us to the bottom feeder, and the bottom feeder um, would be in that division would be the Bucks, right? Bucks went five and eleven last year, and this is going to be a team. It's one of the most interesting teams coming into the season for me because there's a lot of questions. And we talked earlier about the questions. Uh, we talked about the AFC uh, about uh, Mariota being there. Um, what do they have in Derrick Henry over there in Tennessee? I think this is the time for Jameis Winston as well. Him and Mariota came at the same time. There was a lot of talk about who was going to have the better career. And to be honest, neither one of them have been great. And this is kind of where we are with it. So what I do like about it, though, they bringing in, as well as far as I'm concerned, a certified G at the head coach, um, at the head coaching, uh, at the head coach. And I say that because I think if anybody is going to get something out of Jameis Winston or find out, you know, what he can do, without a doubt, 100%, it's going to be Bruce Eric. Yeah, if there's anything there, the offensive line of Bruce uh, Arians will will find it and and have it on display for us. That's going to, he got a tough job ahead of him, though. Unless, I mean, maybe he sees something in Jameis that – well, I won't say that we haven't seen, but that we haven't seen consistently so far in his career. Uh, you know, it's tough. 
Because Arians, you know, I have more faith in, in the coach than I do in the quarterback at this point. Uh, Jameis tends to play better at home, but he will still turn that joint over. He, he either going to go four touchdowns, one pick, or one touchdown, three picks. You never know which Jameis you're going to get pending situations. So, Arians definitely has his work cut out for him. And with the loss of, and I still call it a loss, the loss of Deshaun Jackson and Humphrey, which is kind of kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. But you still, you know, you still got Evans, but still, you you lost a couple uh, couple targets that tended to get the ball quite a bit, or you know, were options high up the uh, the food chain. So we shall see what Arians can do with that O. I think if we have any hope for Jameis, it could line to the fact that Arians is a guy who likes to use the running back a lot in the passing game. There's a lot of uh, a lot of screens in his offense, a lot of uh, uh, dinking and dunking before they take shots. And if you can keep Jameis from having to put the ball down the field as much as he has, you might be able to limit those interceptions. But I'm going to tell you what's the scary part with this. If we're talking about the running game, at least – there were times when you would have a capable running back, uh, you know, like a David Johnson or somebody by your side. And I'm not quite sure that with the Bucks, Arians has that. Like right now when we're looking at Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, uh, his former guy uh, is there at the moment. I'm Andre Ellington is there, but I, I don't know how he projects into this running back and into this offense. So, I don't know if they have that type of back that can do enough damage to scare people to keep them off of Jameis's behind. Uh, the receivers, we know Mike Evans is good. You mentioned Humphreys is gone, but I think you probably figured out uh, per our, our talks last year, I kind of like Chris Godwin. I kind of like mm-hmm. Chris Godwin. He gave us uh, some exciting plays here and there over the course of the season. Uh, he's one of the guys that there was a couple of weeks he, he made uh, – NFL red zone kind of fun. Um, so I, I do like him. Um, beyond that, O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. I was the guy that was always, you know, uh, up in Cameron Brake because I like Cameron Brake, especially in the red zone. He's real good for James. But O.J. Howard is, is pretty good. And I think O.J. Howard is the type of tight end that has the ability to maybe not be a, uh, a, a Kelsey or a Ertz. I'm not going to go that far, but he's a guy that we could probably talk about the top five or six when he gets it going. And what, I want to see how Arians, you know, how much Arians uses him, um, especially uh, and see if he loses any time to Cameron Bray, you know, uh, see if OJ becomes more of a red zone threat. But he's, I think OJ is pretty good. So this is going to be one of the most interesting watches in the entire season um, on that. Uh now, if you go back and look at the uh, the defense, though, the defense is gonna be is 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 a problem. This is not the old Bucks defense that we're used to, man. It's gonna be a real problem. Um, they they let some uh, some key pieces move up out of there. Um, Gerald McCoy is gone. I I, I didn't see that coming. Um, it's just it's just I think that defense could be a mess. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the biggest piece out of there in McCoy, so that's gonna, not that they were good last year, because it's, like, it's not like they were good with McCoy, so imagine what it's going to be at this point going forward. Uh, I don't expect much. Oh, I did want to mention, shout out to Byron Leftwich for, for getting that OC gig, so I wish True. him the best True. with this squad. I think that's that's cool, and that's a good combination to have. Leftwich and, and Arians together trying to help Jameis be all he can be. But back to that defense, <laughs> uh, it's just a thumbs down for me. Yeah, defense is going to be terrible, man. I don't think this defense is going to be even close to good. Um, you know, and Tommy, you know, they brought over Sue. I mean, Sue will give you some good, you know, some good, uh, some good play across that line. They definitely need him, mm-hmm. um, you know, stopping the run. But, you know, I'm not sure if that's just going to be enough to, you know, to do what they do. Now, Vita Zaya, um, this guy, nose guard, I think has star potential. He's already dealing with some injuries. 
on that. Um, you lost Quan Alexander. Nobody's talking about they lost Quan Alexander right. over in San Francisco now. Quan Alexander, mm-hmm. straight up, um, I, I always thought the dude was a baller. Um, I think they took a big, big hit on the defense. I think the offense does, uh, you know, does come along as a lot better possibly than what we've seen the past couple of years. Not that they've been totally terrible. I mean, receiving-wise, they're giving us some highlights, but uh, they didn't actually set the world on fire. But I think Arians takes the, the range, and he does us a little bit more with it. It's just that defense, I think, is going to be the biggest downfall um, for this particular team. So I, I kind of struggle um, which way to go with them. Um, I'm going to give them just a little props, just a few props, just because Buck and, uh, because Arians is there. And I am an Arians guy, but this is a team that won't make the playoffs um, until they get their defense fixed. So I'm sitting in the Bucks uh, right at seven and nine. Ooh, I guess we had to be one, have one that was way off prime. I got them nowhere near seven and nine. I got these Bucks, Uh-oh. these same Bucks going four and twelve. I don't expect anything from these dudes for real. Uh, and. <laughs> Don't, I know you got your Florida State colored glasses on, so maybe that was an extra win or two you slid in there for Jameis, hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst. No, actually it's not. I just think, and, and I'm not, what I said was probably really generous, generous, but it maybe I'm just a little bit too high on what Bruce Arians can do, but he's a tough-nosed guy. He's not going to take anything off of Jameis Winston. Jameis is basically going to have to listen to play his way or OB gone. And I think that the organization hired him knowing that. And they wanted somebody who could control the guy because we know Jameis can't get a little, little off the rails at times. But it's not like he right. doesn't have weapons to work with, at least in the, in the passing game. I think they'll be okay in the passing game. Um, running game just worries me. But I, I'm going to give Arians just enough with his creativity um, and the type of coach that um, we, we've known him to be to get them those couple of extra wins. So it was more so for me, Bruce Arians, than it was for James Weston. I feel you. So and in, yeah. in the uh, NFC South, looks like I have the Saints winning it all easily at 12-4. and four. Atlanta falling in at 9-7. and seven. Carolina at 8-8. Eight and eight. And then Tampa... Pulling up the rear at four and twelve. Got them losing one more game than they than they uh got them uh, losing one more game than they won last year. So yeah, so that's gonna be interesting. I think that's gonna be a real interesting division. I know for a fact we're gonna have a, a lot to say about you know the good or the bad about Tampa Bay during the season because that's just one of the more interesting uh, situations coming into 2019. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. That's all I got for the AFC and NFC South, man. What you got? Anything? Uh, nah, that's it, man. You know, Deshaun Watson, D. Hop, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. That's what it is. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. A lot of talent in the South in both in both conferences, though. But, yeah, man, I really enjoyed that. But I can't wait. Next week is going to be lit, too. Honestly. We're going to be doing the uh, – we're going to do the – we're going to go up to the north on, on both sides. Um, and uh, that's going to be real fun, too. I got a lot to say about them, especially some of the stuff we've seen in the uh, in the preseason so far and some of the, uh, the so-called uh, headlines and philosophies that I'm hearing come out of some of these camps and what we're seeing. So that's going to be, that's going to be really fun. Word, but we appreciate y'all listening to the podcast as always. Uh, check us out on Facebook, the Sports Bar Podcast Facebook group, SBP. Join us. We kick it talking sports, uh, entertainment, hip hop, a little bit of TV, whatever, whatever we're feeling at the time. Keep the people entertained, and the people keep us entertained as well on a daily basis. And if you want to catch up with me directly, Instagram or Twitter, at Smitty Source, at Smitty Source. No doubt about it. And you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter, at Prime SBK. I'm always there with the foolishness, uh, sports, hip-hop, beer, comic books, whatever. That's your thing. You need to get at me. Uh, that's what I do. 
But until next week, with your boys, we're going to catch you. Uh, the North Divisions, uh, we'll get a little love next week, and we're going to talk about them. So, SBP, y'all, we out. Chill.